Well, howdy, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Big Facts No Cap, the only podcast that's number one with fighters and biters and Mike Tyson. I'm Adrian, as always, here with Polly Boy. Let's get Big Factin'. Let's get No Cappin'. Big Facts No Cap. Big Facts No Cap. No Cap. Big Facts No Cap. Big Facts No Cap. No Cap. No cap. So, Paul, have you ever, um, have you ever wanted to be a part of like a cover band for any kind of reason? No. Mm. Can I tell you about my cover band? Yeah. Yeah, we're uh, we're called Hispanic at the Disco. Mm. Mm. Do you have anything to say for yourself? Do I have anything to say for myself? Uh, yeah, about why no. a certain episode was not released that was new, why the streak was broken. Yeah, it's because I was in New York, and then I was new like, hey, Adrian. York. And I was in New York basically during all the days we typically record, from like a Friday to the next Tuesday. <laughs> yep. Which, considering our releasing on Friday schedule, is kind of like... Those are prime podcasting days. It's in your contract that you're not supposed to travel on PPDs. And you know what, Adrian? I let you down. I let down the organization. I let down BFNC Incorporated. BFNC Limited. But was it worth it? No, of course not. It's a pod. Mm. You you, you know the podcaster's motto. The pod comes first and foremost in my life. The pod is my meaning. Pod football family in that order. (laughs) Pod football family God in that order. (laughs) <laughs> oh that's another thing that's been real fun about the last week is i played a lot of cornhole in the last week <laughs> why just like it's been available just different parties different like hangouts different welcome events damn becoming a real clemson boy yourself yeah yeah i always do have to point that out whenever i'm like you know i was like we, we were doing this a long time ago just <laughs> oh is that something that just made its way to the west coast is that the opposite of like juice places yeah. and stuff like start on the west coast and come east that's how the diffusion process goes both ways and uh <laughs> yeah they they meet where the hardys meets carl's jr <laughs> yeah yeah and so we just got boba but they just got corn <laughs> not too long ago <laughs> like when i got here <laughs> cool 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 I assume in California, they're just like, we had poke places when we were little children. Uh, I'm an old uh, yep. lady. They be saying that. They be like, y'all even know what a sushi Rito is? <laughs> Does this blow your mind? They act like I'm a caveman who just got defrosted. They're <laughs> like, can you, can your brain even process this, bro? <laughs> and I just get irrationally angry. Like, I can't, like, my brain just breaks and I just go. I just start making animalistic primate noises <laughs> and run down the street. Adrian don't like. <laughs> For the audience, I also really got my full body into that and facial expression. <laughs> yeah, he really went with his chest. Just like the Tim Robinson sketch where he, like he's a guy who doesn't know how to drive and he touches the wheel and like yells as if it hurts. And he's like, does it hurt? And he's like, it does, actually. And just like touch the sushi <laughs> oh my god all right should we get into into the theme the theme of reno yeah let me just uh let me get did you have a media roundup 
Uh oh yeah, I've got like one thing real quick. Let me see. Let me see. Hold up. I wrote something down. Uh the the re-release reminded me of how much uh I used to talk about soccer, which I think uh we've come to a, a better amount per episode. But I do <laughs> want to really quickly mention that we're we're starting the season really well. Uh six games played, five wins, one tie. Uh and the late last game was a really monumental one because Daniel Maldini scored. He is the third generation of Maldini to be on the team. Uh his father was a club legend, his grandfather was a club legend. And uh, there's like, you know, the reaction video of his dad reacting to him scoring the goal. And like every one of the fans is like super excited about him and seeing him grow and get into the first team. So very exciting. Damn. game. How many VIP sections and ball of Grey Goose do you got to buy to be a club legend? <laughs> well, I mean, if you ball in hard like they are, dude, you, you don't got to buy that many. You, gotta, you only need a couple bottles of mid shelf vodka. Wait, you're saying it's an attitude thing, not of like money spent? sitting atop in the vip section thing yeah i don't think that's true i don't think you know about clubs adrian that's that that's a little bit true there's some truth <laughs> to that i think being a club legend's more about having your pitbull style look and your dark sunglasses your shades on indoors. <laughs> being a mr worldwide type figure mr worldwide except for cuba i don't fuck with that <laughs> Nah, he fucks with them so much that he wants us to invade them. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it for me. So I just watching soccer every weekend, and it's been real fun. We're doing pretty well this season, and it's a good time. Oh, I mean, I've been watching through Mr. Show. I feel like the world doesn't need to know. Oh, really? I think it's I was... good. Every Everybody thinks it's good. So just add my name to that pile. It's good. I was literally looking at my two DVDs of the first and second season of Mr. Show earlier today, and I was like, I should really get through those. Yeah, it's what can you say? It's good. They uh the I think episode two, the Jack Black like musical thing about the farmer and the three holes in the side of the barn. That was a real highlight. That was cracking me the fuck up. Mm. Nice, because uh, the new laptop that I have is a Mac that doesn't have the CD port. So for the longest mm. time, I was like, oh, I have no way to play it. And I forgot that my fucking the laptop I use every single week to record has a DVD player <laughs> uh, and a CD player. And I was like, yeah, I should definitely pop those in and actually watch them sometime. Yeah, you were real worried there for a second. You were like, my, my old physical porn collection is useless now. It's useless. All I can do is look at the disc and look at the tiny ridges and hope to encode them <laughs> using my brain. <laughs> there, I got the shiny end of a CD. <laughs> Just hoping that like you'll get over the hump like it's one of those like seeing eye images. You have to look through the CD and that's when you get through how you figure out how the little bumps translate. To it. You're like, if I only I can make sense of this. Focus, Adrian. Look harder. So our theme today, mm -hmm. Paul graciously came up with it. And the theme, fighting. Fightin'. Going back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the episode, I was... Interested in the fact that you chose fighting as a as a theme idea. I don't know where it came from, if you want to explain, maybe. But um, when I told my siblings that we were breaking the streak of having episodes come out every week, my brother's first thought is that we got into a fight, and that's why we didn't put out an episode. And not, like, <laughs> the more, like, obvious, like, we just ran out of time. <laughs> yeah, no, we just ran out of time. That's awesome. I don't think me and you have the type of personalities where we'd ever fight. Physically? Or verbally. In the ballot box. The only situation I could see is if, like, we lived together and had that level of contact, and mm. then there was, like, some controversy about cleanliness, or... If we first start the Patreon and we do a studio apartment together in L.A., <laughs> we're trying yeah, to make yeah. it big in the city. We're trying to make it big. 
big money, Hollywood. big money, <laughs> big money, Adrian and Powell. No, I think <laughs> in that case we'd have such a like glow about us because that seems like we'd have definitely really grown the podcast if we thought that was possible. I think that glow would last for at least a year. Okay. Honeymoon phase. So I don't imagine we'd fight in that situation. Unless things started to go wrong. Like you got a dog. And the dog was mean to me. And I started using the dog as a way to uh, skew voting in the house. (laughs) I was like, it's two to one. Rocky agrees with me. (laughs) So, Paul, do you you have have a history of fights? Do you have a reason you brought this in? Or why this was an idea? Or... No, I I mean, I think my first idea, which was I was literally at a Taco Bell and I went, why don't we do Taco Bell? And you shot it down. You went, Paul, you're a stupid moron. I would never do that. And then mm-hmm. you hit me. And then I was like, oh, maybe we should do I fights. I did not hit him. <laughs> I did not. I did not. We there. I do distinctly remember an episode or a part of a previous episode where you talked about getting into a fight with someone in your neighborhood. And I remember being like um, weirded out by that. I was like, what are you just like a going around like in a street gang getting into scraps, Paul? And you're just like, no, you get into fights in your neighborhood, you know? Yeah, yeah. That is weird to me that you didn't get into childhood fights. Uh, I guess maybe if you'd been closer to your cousins, that seems like something that happens with cousins and neighborhood mm. friends. Um, at school, there's too many consequences. So you're not going to just like start throwing fists over small things. But yeah, in the neighborhood slash with family. You catch Paul's bit- hands. You can you could catch Paul's hands, you know what I mean? First, mm-hmm. second grade Paul. I remember also it was like you know you know somebody was really angry if they went for the face, because in most of these fights you weren't really gonna try to punch their face. Like you were gonna mm-hmm. try to punch their chest and their mm. it's their center of mass. Their um, vital organs. You you could tell you could tell somebody was really pissed if they went for your face. That was like, oh shit, this became a real fight. Ooh. Yeah. Paul, you've been punched That's in the how- face before? Yeah, I mean, th- there was this kid laying on the street who really didn't like me. Damn. He really took issue with me. Once again, first and second grade, these are barely what should be considered a fight, a physical fight. <laughs> Your tiny little fists. Your tiny little fists going Sounds back kind of course. adorable. And then, of course, there was like, you know, same sort of thing going more into like middle and high school where, you know, boys will be boys, roughhousing, where you would like boys just to like- Boys will be boys. I mean, we wrestled, me and you in high school, like you would just, mm-hmm. you, you would wrestle your bros. I mean, it was homoerotic, of course, but also mm-hmm. it, was, uh, it was just a good time to see to see who would win. I didn't live in a neighborhood, so I think I had a couple of fights with my neighbor a couple times, but that was about it. Um, physical or verbal? Physical. Nice. Who won? You. It was a tie. It was a rocky freeze frame ending each time where we were both punching <laughs> each other in the face for a final blow. Well, it was Adrian, so it it was a rocky freeze frame, but both fists were coming in to do the powerful <laughs> double fist attack. And then once in high school, I got punched in the face by a guy on acid. That was about it. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Stanley. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's call him out. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have much of a history with it. I guess if we're, I think we kind of already established that you really focused on the physical aspect of fighting, whereas all of my articles that I was mulling over to bring in were very much like relationshipy people getting into fights. Uh, Have you been in a lot of relationship fights, Adrian? No, no. My uh, my when I my relationship in high school, her best friend uh, was kind of a very dramatic person, so it was always a point of um uh, annoyance for her that uh me and my girlfriend didn't seem to fight at all. As in, she wanted the drama. No, she would call. She would like jokingly call us like the perfect couple because we didn't like really fight about anything. We just were both chill mm. people. <laughs> 
Yeah. Which is such a weird thing in retrospect to call two high schoolers. That is yeah, such a like pretending to be adults thing to call two high schoolers the perfect like what problems do you have in your life that should have inflamed the fight? You know what I mean? What were you I don't know, dude. There was the one the... time where we almost did because she took my last chicken nuggie from my lunchables <laughs> and I was like, bitch. <laughs> But exactly, like, Jesus, like, what, the bills, <laughs> the bills weren't getting paid on time? <laughs> like, of course two <laughs> high schoolers might not fight. <laughs> I forgot to pick up the kids. <laughs> <laughs> How about what are you talking about, though? High schoolers fight all the time. They're very dramatic. Obviously, a lot of high schoolers, it's like hormones are out of control, so it is like, he called me a bitch, or he was upset I didn't come to such and such, or, His you know. clarinet recital. Oh, I guess that's what we established. We're not big fighters physically. We're not big fighters. Oh, you know what? I will say this. Oh, I, does this count? I uh, I took Taekwondo for like six years. Yeah, famously inventing the special Adrian double punch attack. Yeah, and so I definitely did like spars and stuff with other people uh, mm. and like learned how to fight. And there was famously... Wait, you said 10 years? You took it for 10 years? No, like five or six years, maybe not five even. Five or that six much. years. Is that including when you and a hunter retook it up in high school? I was about to say famously not Taekwondo, but famously, uh the summer before college, Hunter and I took up an offer for three classes of Krav Maga for twenty dollars. <laughs> um so if you're not familiar, it's like the Israeli uh <laughs> military style of like trying to crush your opponent as quickly and as few moves as possible. <laughs> Uh, so it's a lot of like throat gouging and like crotch mm. kicking and yeah, and like poking people in the eyes. A lot of it is centered on if children are running away, how to aim down the site. But yeah, <laughs> that's true. Uh, we didn't get into that part of it. Uh, yeah, that's later classes. I was into it because um, I saw the episode of The Simpsons where Bart learns Krav Maga in Israel. <laughs> What what was I going to say? I remember teasing Hunter about that in school, and he was so angry about it, because I remember him telling me about how he was going to start taking Karav Maga with you mm -hmm. as we were walking through the Lexington high hallways, and I just would not let him get a word out. I was like, oh man, you're going to be able to beat the shit out of anyone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so actually, that's a really fun through line for all of these stories, is that Hunter was in most of them. Uh, when you and I wrestled, he was getting angry because he couldn't beat either of us, because we could basically just sit on him <laughs> and win the fight. <laughs> And then he was there when I got punched in the face by that guy on acid. He was there in fourth grade when he challenged Cole McMillan to a fight and got his ass kicked. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Was that before or after the dance-off? Was the fight the way to <laughs> beat Cole I think McMillan? the dance-off dance was after, I think. I think it was a redemption arc. I think we've told that story on pod before. Awesome. But yeah, dude, that Yeah, that. that dude had... Yeah, that guy, that guy had a real complex around being, being a small boy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What can you do sometimes? What can you do? What can you do? I, I just lean into it. I'm just a little cupcake. You are if someone tries cupcake. to fight me, I'm like, little old me. <laughs> That's why Couldn't you put icing in your hair. That's why, you're, <laughs> why you dyed your hair white. <laughs> it's icing. Little, I'm a little Adrian cupcake. Cool. Yeah, I think I am ready for articles. I don't know if there's anything else, unless there's something conceptually that you want to say about fighting or the art of war. No, I'm good. Cool. Yeah. Paul's a lover, not a fighter. For sure. Yeah. Ask anybody, they'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, do you want to go first or second? You know what? I don't want to get into a fight about this, so I'll let you choose. Cool. I'll let you go first. Okay, cool. Do we have a third segment? Uh, you don't want to review, uh, uh, the Mario movie casting choices? Oh, okay. All right. 
All right, Adrian. So this is from an article or column we haven't done before from Sway.com, two A's, S-W-A-A-Y.com. You ain't got the answer, Sway. Uh, in this case, they do. It's an advice column. They do answer oh, the questions. Okay. That's my bad. Sorry. I mean, I can understand the confusion. I was just quoting the uh, greatest artist of our generation besides Pollock, Kanye West. Yeah, I understand why you thought that this website wouldn't have the answer. When has a meme been wrong? You know, you know what I mean? Mm. So this was posted by somebody who goes by uh, Armchair Psychologist. I'll go ahead and get into the question. Dear Armchair Psychologist, I'm a single mom with a young daughter. I have a great profession in the arts where I get to be creative and add value to people's lives. I live in a nice brownstone with a garden. I don't really use the garden, but since COVID-19, I've been using it every day. It satisfies my creativity and it has been my sanctuary. A new neighbor moved in last autumn. Her garden is next to mine. On a sunny Saturday around 2 p.m. circa two weeks ago, this new neighbor stuck her head over the fence and shouted that I must not use my phone in the garden. I tried to politely explain that there is no law against it, but I had barely started the sentence before she was screaming at me. I filmed her, but I didn't engage. She stopped and went inside her house. Two hours later, my doorbell rang and I was greeted by two police officers investigating a complaint against me, a complaint that accused me of having hosted illegal barbecue parties with 7 to 10 people in attendance. This was just the start of the nightmare. After 10 incidents with her throwing the garbage into the garden, putting her dog poop in my door stoop, and filming me in the garden, and swearing at me, etc., it finally reached a new level two days ago, when she jumped over the garden wall and tried to physically attack me. I fended her off until she said she was going to spit on me. At that point, as a defensive method, I grabbed her by the hair and turned her face away from me. The police arrived, and lo and behold, it was my word against hers. I'm at my wit's end. Help! That's a real wacky misadventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna start off by saying, uh, "Over the Garden Wall," very good miniseries. Check it out. Yeah, not a lot to do with this question. That's more like an animated whimsical tale of uh, the. But they did use the phrase "Over the Garden Wall," and that was the main thing I started thinking about: was potatoes <laughs> and molasses. <laughs> potatoes and molasses. And molasses. Um, no, this is crazy. So I, I assume this is in New York because she used brownstone as the. It, for some reason, I was thinking Britain. For some reason, it shouts British to me, but maybe that's just because drama over a garden feels British. Well, how does she spell color or favorite? Uh, weirdly enough, those didn't show up in this column. Goddamn. How did she pronounce aluminium? Uh, okay, so this is going back to episode one, Crazy Neighbors. Crazy Neighbors. Uh, she seems like a whack job. The question writer, yeah. Using her phone in her garden? <laughs> <laughs> nah, the lady next door seems like a real piece of work, Paul. <laughs> the real piece of work. She said she has video evidence, and then also said that it was her word against hers. So, yeah, we're getting... Wait, she had video evidence of the first freakout, right? That is true, yeah. She should have continued to videotape her. Yeah, I mean, that's one of her complaints about what her neighbor does, but like... If you're acting normal and she's acting crazy in the videos, I think that like that only bolsters your case. If she's like, I have a video, look at her using her phone in her garden. <laughs> um, I do enjoy the part where she phrases that as at that point as a defensive method. 
I grabbed her hair and turned her face away as a defensive. Mm-hmm. It, it really speaks to like if she was writing this up as a police report. You know what I mean? Like mm. to ascertain the kinetic threat, I employed my defensive method. And, you know, it's like that sort of language instead of just her saying. Her teeth look like 23 white guns. <laughs> <laughs> as a defensive method. It's what's odd to me is that she makes no attempt to like when I'm telling a story about somebody acting really irrationally like this, I sometimes feel the need to be like, you know, I don't know what set them off, why they don't like, you know, I try to kind of get in that person's head a little bit and try to be like, I really don't know why they care. I'm using my phone in my garden. She's not really at all explaining what her neighbor's logic or demands are. It just seems like a rabid neighbor. It seems like her neighbor has rabies almost. Almost. Yeah. Like, it's just this neighbor who, there would be no pleasing her. Like, she's just angry and ready to attack. Yeah, I think maybe that's the strategy. She's trying to paint her as unreasonable and unable to be reasoned with. Because without, so she's just skipping all of the, like, I tried to talk to her about it. I don't know what set her off. Uh, There's nothing I've been doing that should be an issue for her or whatever. Yeah, which could all be true. But it's like, I kind of want to hear what you think is her problem with you. Like, Mm -hmm. you know? Because if I don't hear that, I'm just, it's really odd. It's like, you should almost certainly just carry a camera around at all times because somebody acting that irrationally is going to shoot you next. Like, Yeah. Yeah, this is a wild one, bro. I'm kind of interested in seeing what the advice column giver, what the advice giver has to say about this one. We know nothing about it. This is a new column. Uh, I'm also bringing a new column, so this is a cool, interesting episode for that reason. Let's Uh, jump into it. Yeah, I would love to see what she has to say. Oh, obviously, we di- we didn't do serious real advice. You want to give, like, your serious real how to handle this? She said she's doing the garden as, like, a COVID-19 thing, right? Yeah, you're saying wait it out? S- uh, sourdough. That's an indoor activity. <laughs> <laughs> I love that all your COVID advice is always sourdough. <laughs> sourdough, and uh, you know what? Netflix just released the uh, trailer for Tiger King 2, so just wait it out. You got stuff to watch. Yeah, this was in 2020, actually. This was early in COVID, so <laughs> nobody is doing this. Even though there's still as many deaths as there were early in COVID, it's so funny that nobody would ever think to, like, call out a barbecue with too many participants anymore. Like, society has just moved yeah. on this issue. <laughs> like, in your house, you're allowed to be as irresponsible as you want, and nobody seems to care. <laughs> Even though early on in COVID, just as many deaths daily as now, but... It was, it seemed like a big deal worthy of calling the police about. That is an advice column that I've specifically strayed away from is the, should I call the cops on my roommate for not being COVID safe enough? Because the answer is obviously no. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong yeah. with people? I know, right? Fucking uh, white women in here. Yeah, so this was a 2020 column, and I think it kind of shows from how she's talking about COVID. So, Uba Bulale's answer, or armchair psychologist, as she goes on by on Sway. Her answer is, I am so sorry you are being harassed and physically attacked by a neighbor. You say your neighbor attacked you and pestered you with dog poop, etc. It is a shame that you are being traumatized as you are practicing your zen and gardening. The ordeal frankly sounds like out of a nightmare, and your neighbor, as you describe, appears to be an extremely unstable person. If this was simply a dispute, I'd have to advi- I'd have advised you to try and have a talk with her. However, due to the physical violence, you are far past that point. It's fairly common for neighbors to have disputes, and you're not alone. This awful neighbor terrorized his entire neighborhood by chasing... Oh, and in this place, there's a link to another news story. So when she says this awful neighbor, she's referencing a news article. 
This awful neighbor terrorized his entire neighborhood by chasing them with screwdrivers and screaming in demonic voices, among many other offenses. All in all, he was involved in so many incidents it amounted to 800 pages of police reports. These neighbors duked it out in the Supreme Court for over... These neighbors... And this is another article. She's now referencing another neighbor. These neighbors duped it out in the Supreme Court over 20 inches of a fence dividing their properties. Your version of Neighbor from Hell sounds like she certainly has committed at least a trespassing offense by hopping over into your yard. I recommend you stay away from her and get a restraining order ASAP. If it's your word against hers, as you say, then you also need to get legal counsel. Lastly, if you have the means and opportunity to, it'd be wise for you and perhaps your daughter to seek support with a professional therapist. Hopefully soon, instead of pulling your hair out over this dreadful woman, you'll be busy pulling weeds from your pretty garden. Wow, what an optimistic message to end on. Yeah, also, is it is this a little telling about privilege that anybody could write a column where the advice was, get a lawyer and get a therapist? Bitch, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's expensive. Like, what? Like, that's Choose just your one. advice? <laughs> that's your advice buy your way out of this situation sometimes in life the right people don't win because they can't hire the most expensive lawyer i don't know i didn't like it i really don't think hiring a therapist and a lawyer is really a especially for a single mom single mom who works too hard with a bunch of kids who never stop that's the entry to the reba mcintyre show called reba hmm Okay. About a single mom who works too hard. As you can imagine, I'm slaughtering this melody in. <laughs> oh, yeah. I assume no one would ever write that melody. <laughs> Ouch, Adrian. You know, it still hurts. Even when I know it's true, it still hurts. <laughs> so wait, then what, what's what's your actual advice? You did your serious advice, right? What was it then? If it I, from, I don't uh, know, but it, it can't be buy your way out of this with professional help. I just don't hmm. think... Why, why, people coming to an advice columnist... That's the point. Like, everybody knows they could go hire a specialist, a lawyer, to mm-hmm. handle these sorts of situations. I think what they're coming to you for is maybe, like, that's not on their radar, either because of money or because they don't want to. I don't know, but it's just, like, that can't be your advice as an advice columnist. <laughs> My advice? Yeah. I mean, I think you just gotta probably record more, like, record more of these instances, like, just like actually get your proof and your shit together with like how she's acting all right you want to get into your column buddy i don't think i have much more to say all right so this is also a new column that i'm bringing in it is gala galactic from the outlet hello giggles and this is from november 27th 2018 and here's a little description before we get into the question when your horoscope app doesn't have the answers look to the stars for advice and by that we mean look to gala galactic Hello Giggles is a resident Zodiac advice columnist. If you got Zodiac questions, she's got answers for Galactic Guidance, a Zodiac advice column. All you have to do is send your cues to ZodiacAdvice at HelloGiggles.com. I would not recommend doing that at this point. I think they're about two years since the last time they published something. Happy stargazing. All right, Polly Boy, so here's the question. Dear Gala, if Virgos are so organized and tidy, and this phrase is uh, hyperlinked to one of their previous articles in this publication, if Virgos are so organized and tidy, then why does my Virgo roommate's side of the pantry look like an unwieldy garbage box? <laughs> She's lying about her birthday, that goddamn bitch. <laughs> <laughs> From Type A Aries. <laughs> 
she's actually a hundred years older than she's been telling you. And also born in <laughs> January. Yeah, I was about to say, that wouldn't matter as much as being born <laughs> at a different time of year than these people. Okay, Adrian. Just did a little fact searching. Mm-hmm. Virgos are born from August 23rd to September 22nd. She was clearly embarrassed to tell people that her birthday was on September 11th because that's just like it's too dark to mention that. Ooh. Unlike my one of my friends who really embraces it and really likes making 9-11 jokes. Because Wait, no. Friend. Wait, no. So it w- that would have been if she was a Virgo and had to lie to get out of it. Um, never mind. She wanted to say that her birthday was September 11th. <laughs> she thought it was a cool, fun fact for her, so she could make jokes about it, like your friend who's also lying about yeah, being a yeah. Virgo. It makes, uh, it makes it easier to figure out that one extra truth or a lie for teachers yeah, yeah, yeah. and a lie. She thought that was a good fun fact. Actually, what happened is she was giving a presentation in her high school class about um that weird statistical phenomenon where if you have like however many people in a room, statistically, it's highly likely that someone shares a birthday. And uh, someone said there it was September 11th, and she was like, fuck, if no one says that that's also their birthday, I'm going to look like an idiot. And you know, <laughs> I, our, my birthday is September 11th, actually. And uh, so my presentation is true. It was the last person. They were going person to person in the <laughs> room. And the last person was like, my birthday is September 15th. She's like, me, me too. So it turns out it's true. It's true. <laughs> Statistical fact. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that. Um, I think that's probably any any other reasons you'd lie about your specific birth date. She needed to get into a, a kindergarten at a certain age or something. I was so gonna say lied. she got she got held back in kindergarten. Her parents didn't want to tell her, um, mm. so they just lied about her birthday so so that she was age appropriate. Mm-hmm. All these explanations make sense. I, I like I said, I I, I uh, had a. I had a few columns that I was going to bring in, and I ran them by some people. And this is the one that Dorley obviously gravitated towards. She's a big uh, astrology person, so uh, I think you can tell from the way Paul and I are talking about it. I mean, there's no way that we love it. There's no way that astrology could be wrong. If your roommate isn't tidy, she's not a Virgo, so she's lying about her. Logically, the only solution, because clearly astrology couldn't be made up bullshit. That would be ridiculous. So clearly... So we need to start with the premise that it's correct. Which we we'll mean you the both details from there. Me and you both agree with. Accept that premise. Yeah. Astrology is the best way to describe personalities and humanity that we have. Prescriptively. Yes. So this reminds me of a, I think I've told this story before to you, but not on pod, where I got really annoyed with a teacher who was into outdated science. And she was a science teacher, which is why I thought it was uh, particularly disgusting. But she did a thing where she went around the room asking people like, what hand do you, are you dominant with? as a way to figure out if you're left-brained or right-brained. And so someone would be like, oh, I'm left-handed. And they'd be like, oh, so you like really like math. And like, if I looked at your room right now, it'd probably be tidy, right? And they're like, no, I really don't like math. And my room's like pretty messy all the time. She's like, yeah, but like, you know, most of the time, or like, <laughs> you probably like, you, you like math. <laughs> it was just so embarrassing, like watching her do that, because she believed in right-brain, left-brain so much. And I was like, dog, that that's so outdated. <laughs> um. That reminds me of a teacher in high school who did this thing about how he was like really perceptive about people. And then mm. one girl and then he was like, anybody want me to like, you know, based off how you act in class. Cold read you. Yeah. Kind of do like a cold reading about your personality. One girl was like, yeah, uh, me. And he was like, immediately just starts describing is like, you know, you're like really. You're a real bitch, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> you No, it was like shit like you're hot tempered, but like you really care about family and respect is the most important thing for you and stuff like that. And the girl's like nodding along. She's like, oh my God, this is all true. And get <laughs> my favorite detail was it, she was a black girl and they all kind of sounded like black stereotypes. 
Oh god! It was like you're like fiery and passionate. Like you get in arguments with people, but it's like all about family and. <laughs> to you. Well, that's rough. And I was like, that is to me. That just sounds like you're doing black stereotypes. But she's loving it, so you know what? <laughs> what? Who am I to say? Who am I to say? She's loving it. She thinks mm-hmm. you're a genius who's pegged her personality. <laughs> uh, at, tri- at trivia, I had a thing where like I got into it with some um people where i was talking about how meaningless i think personality tests are and someone was trying to like very gently be like well i kind of think they're true and mine have always been kind of pretty like they seem like they're consistent and make sense and i'm like it's bullshit look at the data you can take one two days apart and they're gonna give you completely different answers <laughs> um and i really hardlined on that but the other thing i wanted to say is that Doralee is super big in, in astrology uh she has very uh strong feelings towards certain numbers that she really likes and that she assumes has a lot of significance in her life and when I was telling her about this question, she was like, well, you know, I'm really big into it. And I mean, like, I'm such a Taurus and like, you're such an Aries, you know what I mean? And I was like, God, I didn't think people said that unironically. I've never, <laughs> I've never in my life heard people say that unironically. Do you think, do you think this girl murdered somebody and then to run away from the police had to steal the identity of another girl? Another great theory. And that's why she's pretending Paul, to be a Virgo. You're such a, you're such a fucking cancer, man. It's very good. <laughs> The investigator. Do you actually know what your sign is? Yeah, I'm a Gemini. Who wouldn't know what their sign is? That's ridiculous. I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I don't know how long I've known my sign. And I'm I am such a Gemini. I, I think with my words. I actually like when I read the descriptions. I get why people believe it. I also really <laughs> identify with my sign. I'm like, damn, that's kind of true, though. <laughs> you think with words as opposed to other people do. Oh, by the way, uh, I, uh, talking about Dorley liking astrology, get the CoStar app. It's a like astrology app, and it's like it connects you with your friend and tells you like your daily reading between you two. And I, I did friend Dorley on there when I saw she was on there. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. That seems like some bullshit she would do. So, Adrian, you should be on CoStar so me, you, and Dorley can, like, get our daily readings for how we're, like, how we're gonna communicate that day. Ooh. That was, I really, uh, I had a hard time not picking one of the uh, columns that was, I really love my boyfriend. We've been together for a long time, but I just found out what his sign was, and I looked up that we're not compatible based on, like, the internet charts. Should we break up? Hmm. But they are compatible because she loved them, so he must also be a murderer on the lamb running That's from the true. police. That's true. We're starting with the assumption that astrology is correct. <laughs> um, also, uh, going back to my boys at Jubilee, they just released a video where it was uh, a middle ground video between three astrologers and three uh, astronomers. <laughs> and uh, man, what a what a great. What a, what a great conversation they I had. love that. Please tell me, did either side try to do a, like, hey, I see your point thing, or were they exclusively angry at each other? <laughs> no, no, no. The astrologers were very much, like, inclusive of, like, I get what you why you what you do is important. You just have to understand that I have a perspective, and obviously you don't know everything. No one can know everything, and I just approach the question from a different angle. <laughs> That's awesome. Did the astronomers, like... I feel like when you're presented with somebody who's kind of being nice to your face, even if you completely disagree with their worldview, that it's hard to be like, shut up. That <laughs> what was their yeah? Reaction? No, they were all pretty. They were um nice, but slightly. They were willing to push back on certain things pretty politely. Um, damn, that's not as fun. They should have gotten three ass. They should have gotten the Jordan, whatever your Jordan Peterson is to the like psychology mm-hmm. world. They should have gotten that sort of asshole for. <laughs> Uh, mm. for the astronomy world that's also when i learned that there's like two different types of astron astrologies and like one's like tropical or something and one's in i don't know they don't i, I, <laughs> w- I don't wait think... they're they're the starburst flavor packs one's tropical and one's, and one's like sour burst yeah <laughs> um 
Yeah, I don't know. It's like it's one of those things where it's like it's three people who make their living off of it. So it's hard to be sympathetic because it's like, well, God, you guys are literally just grifters. Like I, I distinctly separate that from people who just like looking up their like horoscope and like seeing what that has to do with their day or whatever. Really? You think so? I think I really think that people who sell astrology, it's not the same as the talk to the dead people. I think the people who sell astrology stuff legitimately believe in it as much as the people they're selling it to. It doesn't matter how wrong they are. Yeah, I'm not going to not I think it's more about consequence. I don't know if it's really about how much they actually believe in what they're doing. Really? I don't know. Do you think there's something in the pantry she doesn't want you to see and she's so she is a tidy person, but she's purposefully using uh, she's purposefully using the mess to obfuscate something she's hiding back there? Probably. I think that's been the theme of our answer for all of this is that something nefarious is going on because a Virgo wouldn't do this. Yeah. So maybe she is a Virgo, but she's She's a Virgo, but she is goddamn tired of you eating her cheese. It snapped, and she has to cover that up with everything else now yeah. because you keep goddamn getting into it. Maybe they're the method to the madness of making it look garbagey, but really, she knows where everything mm. is, and she's making it look like that for another purpose. Because clearly, she couldn't just astrology couldn't be wrong, and she's just untidy. All right, should we see what the professional has to say about this one? Anything you want to say about just like general roommate cleanliness? Any fights about that in your life? Nah. Just turn into the girl from the grudge for a second with my roommate in cleanliness it's mostly you know i used to have to clean up around him a lot and i never took an issue with it until he started claiming that he did half the cleaning in the house and then that started to offend me mm. and so now i've gotten much more aggressive about telling him he has to clean up his stuff because i'm like if you're gonna take credit for half of this shit you're gonna actually clean half of this shit Ooh, god damn yeah how about you tin leave his knives everywhere um, no, what I was gonna say is, uh, Tin and I have been, uh, friends since I first got into grad school, and we specifically entertained the idea of moving in together early on, and, um, I didn't because I knew we had very different standards of cleanliness, and, uh, whenever I talk to people about that, I always say it like that, so they're, and then when I'm like, yeah, when they're like, oh, which one's which, and I was like, oh, Tin is much, much messier and, like, grosser than I am, and they're like, oh, I wouldn't have expected that, and I was like, hmm. I feel That's like that gets into racism. like some really weird biases. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was about to say it's like it's a it's a very petite Asian man and then like a chubby uh Latino dude, and they're like, huh, wouldn't have expected you to be the clean one. And it's mm-hmm. like, uh, huh. I don't know how I feel about that comment from you, white uh, fellow grad student. How dare you? My mother is a maid and I learned from her culturally that <laughs> everything should always be cleaned. <laughs> Yeah, so that's my, uh, and I have no idea what sign he is, because his birthday was earlier in the summer. He actually might be a Virgo. You said August to September? Yeah. Yeah, he might actually be a Virgo. Well, I need, I got some questions of my own now. What's your sign? Aries. Oh, yeah. mm. You are very warlike. All right, let's read what this answer has to say. So I think part of the conception of this article specifically is that uh, they have like four people who like kind of rotate and answer questions. So I don't know who this is specifically writing in right now, but here's the answer. Hey, type A. Well, first and foremost, I would encourage you to get out of your roommate's side of the pantry and mind your business. If you don't poke your nose or your nose doesn't go, you won't keep finding yourself racked by these ineffable questions. But if Cher has taught us anything, it's that one can't turn back time. So you poked around and now here we are. Together, approaching one's life great mysteries, the mind of the Virgo sun sign. I find it imperative to begin with a lesson in nuance. Yes, it's true that Virgo people are often described as organized. It might serve some of us to consider that there are many shades to that word. Methodical strikes a different tone, for instance, as does systematic. One can have a firm commitment to methodology, in their lab, and an inability to hang up their worn clothes. 
One can appreciate organizational systems like Google Docs and have no interest in throwing out old food from the fridge. In my experience, most Virgos are the living example of the phrase, there's a method to my madness. Now that we've done some work to stretch the word organized, I'd like to propose another angle. Many of the qualities attributed to the signs of the zodiac are based on each sign's ruler. Virgo falls under the rulership of Mercury, god of information, travel, commerce, and translation, and of tricksters too. But Mercury also lords over Gemini, which is mutable like Virgo, but an air sign instead of Earth. Air element people are known for communication, connection, intellect, and abstract ideas. Earth element people, i.e. Virgos, on the other hand, are known for their practicality, creative labors, and sensuality. Both signs are interested in change, in themselves, in their peers, and in the world around them, but they've got different methodologies. While Geminis spend a great deal of time collecting and distributing information, Virgo sorts whatever information they've received into useful piles for further inspection and consideration. Whether those piles are useful or recognizable to you is not their immediate concern, especially since if they had it their way, no one would ever be privy to their piles. Which brings us back to you and your roommate, and the case of the garbage pantry. There are many reasons why a Virgo might not prioritize food storage or tidiness, some of which include, one, they're more interested in sorting their comic book collection in order of value, than again in order of preciousness, two, they have 20 different shades of red watercolors and are working on a color wheel to swiftly identify each one in case of a red emergency, three, they were raised by wolves and will only live like wolves, so don't bother them, four, they have lots of Taurus or Cancer in their natal chart and just want to swim around in food wrappers, feeling accomplished, five, They don't give a fuck. How monstrous. Anyway, whatever the reason, it's best not to stare into the pantry too long. Pondering the machinations of the Virgo brain is a path to madness, I promise you. Yours in cleanliness, Gala Galactic. Mm -hmm. I think she really, of of her answer was right, she would basically just be admitting that astrology was a bunch of bullshit where you had to stretch definitions to actually make it meet reality constantly. There was that sentence that now that we're done doing some work to stretch the word organized and i was like okay cool so making things nebulous <laughs> yeah so i i can't agree with this answer as a as a true supporter of astrology somebody who actually cares for it i understand that if her answer were to be true it would be outright dismissive of astrology because it would be basically admitting that the only way to make these things have any meaning is to force some post post hoc mm-hmm. to fit the 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 your pre-existing notions so knowing that that would be a dead end intellectually for astrology, it must have been one of the things we said about how she's not really a Virgo. Wait, this Paul, answer is clearly. Can you hold still real quick? Can you see your camera? Do you see how with the edges of your computer, you kind of look like you got little cat ears? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Paul looking like a little cat girl over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. So that's one of the things I liked that one of the astronomers did as a rhetorical tactic with the uh, astrologers is they're like, well, one thing that I always like to do is like when people are really big into astrology, they ask me what my sign is. And I was like, well, why don't you take a guess since you know me? And they'll, uh, you know, go through a couple or whatever and be like, oh, you're totally this. And then I'll tell them what my real sign is. And they'll be like, oh, that also totally makes sense. Like that's that basically <laughs> describes all of this to me. I don't know. How do you feel about this roommate who's trying to figure out in a similar way to like the uh, my boyfriend doesn't have the right sign. So now I'm actually like concerned for our relationship. How do you feel about this person who's like trying to use astrology as a way to be like be a better roommate you're supposed to be a virgo yeah um i think i agree with that Mm. hold people accountable in all seriousness as much as i don't believe in astrology it is like i don't it's of 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 the ills in the world it's actually like a pretty charming fun lens to look at things i mean it being completely inaccurate is whatever like it's basically harmless 
it's kind of charming and if it helps you think about the world around you and like at least be somewhat introspective about personalities and people maybe that's better than not being thoughtful about those things yeah it's gonna be put that on there in there otherwise gen z and lgbtqia community are gonna come after us yeah that's kind of why they do be loving the astrology <laughs> i'm trying not to get canceled by these kids by these cattier kids that's why that's why i'm uh that's why i gave them a yeah yeah so yeah i don't know i don't know if i have much to say about the answer other than that like i can see someone's perspective of them thinking that this is a fun thing to open up in the morning and read mm. i guess that's 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 what i see in it is like people being like well i got some time to kill maybe i'll read this article about how being a, a virgo moon is affecting my my retrograde cycle how would you feel about that adrian if if somebody's from like a rhetorical from a rhetorical angle if somebody's uh way of arguing with you was not to say hey adrian you should clean up it's why are you not clean you're a pisces <laughs> or why are you not clean you're a aries or something like that how would you feel do you think that's a good way to approach an argument with somebody that's kind of what i was trying to ask you about in the qu- that i worded my question not as well um no obviously not <laughs> <laughs> like fuck are you talking about but certainly if someone was trying to use my star sign to shame me into doing th- things the way they want me to do things uh I don't think I would buy that. Okay. I I would rather them tell me like, Adrian, I know that you're an ENTJ and I know that your anagram is number nine, the investigator. So uh, you should really be putting up the dishes in a way that makes more sense. Mm. The the girl I'm currently seeing, she's really into anagrams. You're not a fan? Take a wild guess, Paul. (laughs) Take a wild ass guess. (laughs) She told me it was a personality thing. I'd never heard about it before her. She told me it was like a 9TJ style personality thing. Back in the pod, this is when I I was talking about how white women will make you take tests if you you date them. Um, And this wasn't a dating thing, but it was the roommate that I was living with during quarantine where she really wanted me to take an Enneagram and we talked about it and she told me the categories and I was like, oh, I sound like those two things. And I took it and those were the two things. And I was like, cool. Really learned a lot about myself today. White women want to be taking tests. Have you uh, taken an anagram yet? No, I have no interest. Oh, interesting. I I feel like that's one of those things where if they're really into it, they'll make you take it at some point. You know, she hasn't asked. Mm. What does that say about our relationship? What does that say about her long-term prospects with you? Just being like, don't need to know his anagram. I'm just there for that. For that Paul D. For that dirty little dog. Polly D. D. (laughs) For that Polly D. (laughs) Is that where he... Is that where he got his name from? Is that where Polly? Certainly got not name? because his last name starts with a D. It's definitely gonna be his dick is starts with a D. So Polly Dean's D. Polly Dean's D. Paula Dean's D. <laughs> Paula Dean's deep dish D. I'm getting too aroused. Is Paula Dean uncancelled yet for for throwing those like antebellum South themed balls where she would hire like slaves? And say the N-word. And say the N-word. Well, the, oh, did she say the N-word? I thought yeah. it was about the the things where she was, like, throwing parties oh, no, and hiring both. black people to basically roleplay slavery. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, we talked about this. <laughs> that was the best, right? Oh, no, it was both. That was the best. <laughs> uh, we talked about this at some point in quarantine where I got into the rabbit hole of seeing that she had a semi-successful YouTube cooking channel now. Oh, no. Nice. Yeah, she lost a bit of weight and then she, and then she uh, started a YouTube channel. Wait, so she treated being canceled like going to jail? She got fit. <laughs> she, like... she did a lot of push-ups. She started. She uh, really got into Islam, and uh... <laughs> now she now she doesn't cook with pork anymore. It starts every episode with 
Yeah, so, um, wait, how did we, oh, we got to Poly D to Poly, I don't know how any of that's going to stay in based on the trajectory of how we got there, but. <laughs> I want to keep it in, man, I like that. It's pretty good. I liked, I liked, I liked Muslim Poly D. <laughs> Muslim <laughs> fit Poly D. <laughs> Is there anything else you want to talk about on the back end? Back end? Uh, I don't know. Actually, I think uh, two weeks without a third segment is a good hard reset, and then we'll get back to it next week. Uh, All right, cool, cool, once cool. We've done a more traditional. Um, no more vacations planned soon. Uh, I think the second week of October, I will be gone that weekend, but hopefully I won't let it affect me like the New York trip. Second week of October, I will hopefully be either in or heading back to South Carolina. Um, cool, cool, cool. Uh, you want a big fact, no cap, get out of here? Yeah, big fact, no cap. What did we learn today? There's a lot of reasons people might fight Adrian. Mm. But really what brings us together is laughter. And a fear of and a fear of confronting people. Mm-hmm. Because they might leave you. Daddy. Daddy. I was trying to do some kind of Buttigiegism about like life is about fighting for something, not fighting against something, but I don't think that makes any sense, and I think that's probably wrong. So <laughs> my no cap is going to be anything's fair in a fight. You know what I mean? If your neighbor hops over a fence to come at you, it's all fair game, bruh. Yeah, go. You can go. You can go far in that situation. You could play Exodia. Mm, all five pieces, straight out the gate. All five pieces. <laughs> they hopped the fence. They didn't use the gate, so you can go straight out the gate. You know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. That's a good boot chessism. Um, all right, Adrian. It's been a good time as always. As always, I'll see you next week, Paul. Bye-bye. Bye, buddy. No one's straight, but I'm gonna say it straight to you. I look you in the face every time I talk to you. I wanna be clear and not convolute. I'll say what I mean. I expect the same from you.